Today's message, like I said, I entitled it Overcoming Sexual Immorality. Today, if you are willing and desperate enough, God will deliver you through knowledge and power in prayer. The subject matter today is overcoming sexual immorality. Now, to expound on this subject matter, I need to go back to some basic fundamentals. Stay with me. Basic fundamentals. Now, the first thing I want you to understand is that spirits or demons, what they do to men is that they entice men. The first revelation you must understand in your quest for spiritual progress and in your dealing and twingling with spiritual warfare is that demons and spirits first what entice. Enticement is the same word as tempt, lure, lead on, and seduce, whatever you want to use. So when sexual spirits, and today we are talking about immorality, so we are dealing with sexual powers and spirits and spirits of perversion. So when sexual spirits come, the first thing they do is that they entice you. They entice you so that you can what? Buy their goods. I'm, I'm heading somewhere. Calm down. What the enemy does or what demons and spirits of perversion does that they sell you goods in other words, they sell you items. So this item I'm holding right now in the realm of the spirit will symbolize adultery. So they will come and sell it to you. How would the spirit of perversion and spirit of immorality and sexual spirits sell those things to you? They will come and flash it on your eyes. They will display it to you. I'll come down a bit. Mm, mm, mm. Now, when the enemy wants to make you fall and sin, number one, he first of all entices you. Understand that if you fall for sexual perversion or immorality, a spirit first enticed you. James 1, 13 to 15. Let's go there. James 1, 13 to 15. Let's go there. James 1. James 1, chapter 13 to 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed then after desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full growing gives birth to death can you repeat that again i want you to read it slowly please okay, thank you read this time let no man say when he is tempted i am tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil Neither tempted he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. 
Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Let no man say, when he, he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted. God does not tempt man. He only tests you. Amen. But when every man, verse 14, is everything. But when every man is tempted, when he's drawn away of his own last and enticed. So, every man is drawn out of his own last and enticed. Now, the first revelation I want you to understand in your quest of overcoming and battling with perversion of this age is that demons and spirits will entice you. Spirits and demons first and times. I'm giving spiritual knowledge and understanding. As basic as it sounds, it is the key to overcoming. Firstly, spirit and demons. In our case, sexual demons and spirits of perversion, they will first entice me. And I'll show you how to entice you. So spirits and demons can deceive men because they know that every man has a last embedded in their system. This is alarming. Understand that every single person here, there is last in you. When I say last, don't be confined to sexual last. But in our case, you are talking about sex, sexual image, so we're going to use sexual last. Read the scripture again. It said, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own last. What is the scripture? He said, own last. It means the last is yours. How do I know this? When Adam fell, what he, what he, when Adam fell in the garden of Eden, he came from incorruptible to corruptible. And one of the corruptible natures of Adam is last. So by design, we came from the loins of Adam. So we have the Adamic nature. And henceforth, by the Adamic nature, we have incor and corruptible stuff within us. And a, a, a classic example is last. Last of the flesh, last of the pride of life. But we are dealing with sexual last, with precision. So that last there that the enemy exploits is your own last. I'm not talking about spirit of last. That's different. The last day is the last, the last that is in you. Understand that you have last. Another scripture, Bible says the spirit helping our infirmity. One of your infirmities that you carry last, it is the Adamic nature that is embedded in us because we came from the laws of Adam. That is the first man and the second man is Jesus Christ. So understand that I have last. Now, once you have understood I have last in my system, you are heading somewhere. I have last. See, don't tell you the truth. That's why you cannot be liberated. I have last in me. Get it, get it in your subconscious. I am lastful in nature. In my natural state, I am Adamic. Let me give you an example. Take two kids or take a kid. Don't listen. Listen to this. This is very powerful. Listen to this. This is very powerful. 
take a kid. Do not expose him to Bible. Do not expose him to evil. Leave him in a, in a, in a very isolated place. I bet you that kid will learn the ways of Lashaviness. How will he learn the ways of Lashaviness? Because that is his Adamic nature. It is easier to walk in iniquity than to walk in righteousness. Remember what David said, my mother bore me in iniquity. So when I came out from my mother's womb, I was plagued with iniquity. Remember that scripture? So it, listen, take a child. Don't expose that child to Bible. Don't, don't expose that child to the ways of the spirit. Let that child be. He will pick up lasciviousness more than righteousness. And I said, it is, e it is easy to walk in iniquity than, we do, than to walk with holy men. Very easy. Because that is our Adamic nature. It is part of this flesh. Stay with me. So how do they bring or make you manifest your life? The first revelation I said, spirit entice. How do they entice? They entice you because there is lust in you through your Adamic nature. One day we do a message on the old man. Then you understand why you are like that and why you are struggling with iniquity, sin, and transgression. How do they bring or make you manifest your lust? Through the medium of enticement. Now, this is it. I'm trying to bring simple imagery here. If I want to catch a mouse, how do I catch a mouse? I set a mouse trap. I put those traps that is sticky. So when they step on it, they are stuck. Simple. In, in the school of the spirit, this is how the enemy makes you sin. He entices you by drawing out your last. When every man is tempted, when he is drawn away of his own last. So the last is in you. All the enemies that you flash a product to draw your last out, to draw that lustful nature for women out, you will flash a product to you, you will flash an item to you. So, first revelation. Because the Bible says, when he is drawn away from his own last, his own spirit of last, your own last. First revelation, you have last in you. If you don't want to understand, don't understand. But if you want to be liberated, understand, I have last in you. And how the enemy will make me draw, draw how the enemy is going to draw the last out of me is through enticement. So the spirit will display goods for you. What are some of the goods that I'm going very graphic? I'm not, I'm not online. This is closed platform. So the spirit will display goods for you. What are some of the goods that they will display? I.e. porn. I.e. fine girls. I.e. fine boys. I.e. masturbation. These are products and items the enemy will work. Display to you. Now the enemy does not know what you like yet. Until he makes a test run with you, he displaces or 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 shows you all those products to draw your last, to pull out your last. 
to make you yearn for those things. The devil is like a merchant. He sells things to men. So the enemy will display stuff to you to see which one is compatible to you. Some of us here, the only, the only thing that can make us fall is women with big ass. Some of you, it is men with designer beard. Some of you, it is skinny girls. Everybody has a product they like. Being graphic, stay with me. Don't laugh. Someone is laughing. Don't laugh. So, he displays the products. You come and show you this. Some people, the product the enemy has found they like is gay porn. Some people, is lesbian porn. So he would test the product and see which one you like. Now, when he knows the one you like, then he's going to entice you more with it. To so draw out your last. Others like skinny girls. That's yours. Right? The enemy will do that. So whatever you like, you will display it. Have you seen that all your temptation is coming from these boys? Because he's like, oh, me, I like guys who are tall, six packs. So that they will bring guys who are tall and six packs to you. Because that's the only thing that can draw out your last. The enemy is a merchant, and he merchandises stuff through enticement to draw you out. When the Bible says, "By every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own land," it simply means when you are drawn away from your own land, that is when you, that is the genesis of you sinning. And listen to what the next verse said. I'm reading James chapter one verse fifteen. That when last has conceived, when last has fully come to fruition, then it bringing forth sin. So it's a process. So the enemy will use enticement to draw you out to sin. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10. Another scripture for understanding sin. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10. Let's go. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10. My yeah. son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. My son, if sinners entice thee, remove those, remove that word sinners and put spirits and demons. My son, if spirit entice you, if spirit try to lure you, consent on. It means say no. Meaning, if they bring suggestions to you, or if they bring suggestions to your thought faculty, which is your mind, say no. Reject it. Consciously and forcefully say no. If you like melanin girls, girls who are melanin, you know the black nine stone, you are in campus, or you are going to you see this fine one, and then suddenly a thought comes, I want to smash this girl. It is not your thought. It can be it is, what did I say? It is not your thought. Listen, Bible says, that which is good, book of Philippians, that which is pure, think of those things. Bible says, we have the mind of Christ. So the mind of Christ ain't going to think those thoughts. 
The only time you think those thoughts naturally is when you become a son of perdition. Now, when you become a son of perdition, it's like you are, it's like, it's like you have, you have rejected your faith. Now, when you become a son of perdition, that's why the Bible calls people with reprobate mind. It means what I say. That one you need, on you you need God to come and himself to deliver you. This is a hard message, but you need it. Some females, you like boys, who are not too tall. So the enemy will sell you that product. Me, I'm an open book. So me, I know what I like. The devil knows what I like. God knows what I like. It's not a secret. Listen. <laughs> What you don't know cannot fight you. If I know it, the devil knows it. God knows it. That is the beginning of your victory. From today, may demons not entice you. In Jesus' name. Understand that you have last in you. Someone say, what do you mean? He will do a message on old man next month. But you might not know. Even Satan doesn't know yet. So what he does is try and error. And he's trying error, he will succeed. Because he has so many things he can show you. These eyes, the one that they see things. Until he knows what he, you like. Then the enemy cannot accurately destroy you. Now, now, after demons have accurately enticed you, the aftermath will be that you yourself will go and watch that porn, go and masturbate, or commit humanity. When the demons and the spirits speak into your mind faculty, they've accurately enticed you. And when I say accurately enticed you, they've drawn out your last. So it's like, have a box. And something inside, and I take that thing out of that box, it means that that thing is exposed. So, whenever your last is drawn out, you are exposed. And as we expose, that is when you yourself will go and commit that sin. That's when you yourself will go and commit that immorality. Hear me? The devil cannot force you to watch porn, he cannot force you to masturbate. Neither can you force you to commit adultery. All he can do. Is to lure you. Is to lure you. It's only like maybe uh, something that you like. For instance, I'm only handed down notes, and I'm like, oh, come, 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 come. He's luring you, so he's gonna lure you from your God zone, from your safe zone to his zone. As soon as you step into his zone, when your last is drawn out, game over. That is when you yourself will carry yourself and go and commit the thing. Never say that the enemy made you do anything. He didn't make you do anything. He enticed you. He draws you out. So I'm here. I'm trying to do something. This is my safe zone. The safe zone in spiritual technology is the secret place. It's the gold zone. So when, he, when you're in the gold zone, he knows that in that secret place, he can't do anything to you. So he brings a product. He flashes it to your eyes. Then he draws you up. You see this nice girl, Kai. Mm. Kai, this girl there. Mm. I want this girl. I want this girl. Okay. Then mm, you are thinking. 
Sometimes go and get a number. You're gonna get a number. He's drawing, he's drawing. You get the number. Okay, you guys are cheat child. Make now you're cheat child. Then he goes on date, date, date. Okay, first day, nothing happened. Second, he's drawing, drawing. One day, third, fourth, then boom, now they are shooting. He, he drawed you out. Enticement. 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 So the enemy cannot force you to do anything. All he does is entice you. If you see a fine girl walking on the street, no demon can force your leg to look. No spirit has the capacity, the structure to force you to look. No spirit has the ability to let you go and, go and watch people. No spirit has that. He entices you by speaking things into your mind, showing you visions. You are then there. You remember the, those the, the last uh, porn scene you saw one year ago. He's enticing you. I should think and lust for it. Lust has been conceived. The Bible says when lust is conceived, sin is bad for it. He can entice you by making you look. He can only and he can entice you by making you look, but he can't entice you to lay hold on it. Because the devil cannot possess control my body. So the enemy will make it look like he's controlling your mind. He can't control your mind. I'm giving keys. He cannot control your mind. All he does is to bring suggestions. He can't control your mind. He can't, he can't, he can't, let, he can't force you to move this hand. My hand is here like this. No demon can tell me, no demon can move my hand until I use my mind to use to move my hand. All he can do is draw you out. He draws you out. And as he draws you out, and he draws you out, then and he sucks you out, then you flood your safe zone. Now he can pounce on you. The reason why people say I couldn't help myself is because. You are still under the spell of that sexual enticement. Oh, but I couldn't help myself because that enticement is too potent. The enemy is forceful. Demons are forceful. They don't give up. They are annoying. They stress people. Spirits stress people. They won't let you go until they've had their way. That's why you people make comments. I could not help myself. Because the, 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 the spell or the enticement they are under is too potent and strong. How does he do that? By tapping into the last you found in your heart. How do I know this? Adamic nature. David said, my mother bore me in iniquity. Remember, the devil cannot force you to go and watch porn. Or to smash that girl. He can only entice you. He draws you out. He makes you see that thing. He shows you nine shape, half naked girl, and you have lost in you, hoping that as you see that thing, your last in you activate. 
when it activates and you don't tame it and it comes out, that's it. That's it. He's trying to find compatibility. What do you like? You like tall men, designer beard. He shows you that thing. If you don't control yourself and tame it, and your last is activated and drawn out, that's it. And even if it's drawn out, you can still come back. That would, that would, that would take spirit power. That is why you must become like Job. Job 31 verse 1. Let's go to Job 31 verse 1. Job 31 verse 1. Job chapter 31 verse 1. <clears throat> yeah. Make a covenant with my eye. Why then should I think upon a maid? I have made a covenant with my eyes. My God, Mr. Wai. God bless you, wherever he is. He said, I have made a covenant with my not look on lustfully, animalia. When he said those things, some of us took it as a joke, <laughs> but he was giving us keys. He said, Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes, not to look on lustfully. Why? Because all the enemy will do is display to you. The thing is there, it cannot harm you until I last after it. When I lost that, it's like I've given it power to seduce and overcome me. That's why when you see star, don't let it engage your mind. Any emotional connection to anything you see or anybody, you must cut it off. Because that's the beginning of sin, enticement. Your eyes must be focused. And I want you to understand this, that the enemy will fight your purity and consecration. It's a daily battle. I'm telling you. Listen, I hope people won't tell you this, but I'll tell you the truth. It's a battle. Every day you must fight. You know why a lot of people are, are, are backsliding in Christian faith? Because it's a warfare. The end time Christian is a warrior Christian. That's the end time Christian. So if you're not willing to battle, then go home. And sleep. Listen, I said the end time portrait of a Christian is a warrior. I'm saying, and you think if any man being kind, he's a new creation, all things are fine, everything's new. He does it. You are a warrior. You must fight for your rights. But the enemy doesn't play for listen, the devil's bad. Is bad every day. Never listen. There is nothing good about the enemy. I assure you, he's a bad man, and he's delighted that he's, he wants you to be oppressed. The more you oppress, the more he's delighted in it. There is nothing good about the devil. The devil does not have one iota of mercy in him. He's a bad man. It's a battle every day, and if you're not willing to battle. Then you can overcome. Bible says he can overcome it. How many times did that did, did they raise that phrase in the book of Revelation? He said he can overcome it. One verse says he shall receive the white stone. So it's a battle to overcome something. It means there was a struggle. It's like climbing a tall wall. You must crawl, scream, pull, 
Scratch is a battle. You must war with your mind. To the enemy depart. The enemy is like a bugger, a thief. He wants to intrude in your space. He wants to intrude your mind. And you must lock your mind and keep it. Christianity is not book knowledge. It is experiential power. It's more practical than you think is theory. And I keep saying that practice is deeper than learning. Listen, it's not enough to learn the pages. I am the righteousness of God. It's not enough. It's not even enough to speak in tongues. When overcoming immorality, it's not enough it is to speak in tongues. You need focus. This mind. You must have battle mentality every single day of your life. You must know that when I wake up, I'm come to battle with spirits within me and in my mind and outside of me. I'm battling with spirits, bombarding my mind. I'm battling with territorial powers. It's a battle. Christianity is not bread and wine. All the teachers is like gospel. God, God bless you. Tomorrow by this time, you see a glory to God. Then you are still oppressed and, and depressed by demons. You sleep, you can't even sleep. Number one, demons first will entice you. The second thing demons will do is that they will molest you. They will give you a hard time. They will vex and stress you. Some of us demons have molested us. <laughs> you don't know. Some of you know, but you, you admit. If I'm falling, I'm still falling. Bible says the spirit help with our infirmity. There's one key in spiritual warfare, <laughs> or one key in the realm of the spirit. A man who is in desperate need of help can be helped. But if you make yourself you're okay and not okay, you will never be delivered. So, number two, number one, what did I say? They're going to entice your mind. Let this mind, every day you wake up, prune your mind to a mode where it's a warfare. Let this mind be battle conscious. That my mind has to be stable, but it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. Number two, demons will molest you. They will give you a hard time. They will stress you. How do they do that? Number one, how do demons molest you and I? Perpetual bombardment in your thoughts and mind. They will bombard your mind. Have you ever had, you know, feelings where your mind is being bombarded? Spirits, people are talking. Your mind is bombarded. That's called molestation. The demons and the enemies try to molest you just for you to fall into iniquity. Number two, how do they do that? How do they molest people? They will show you dreams. You begin to dream and you see all kinds of lashaviness. You see all kinds of mundane. You see all kinds of sexual stuff. He's trying to molest you, put those images for you. So you begin to accept it. The more you begin to accept it, that's when you perpetually and habitually live in sin. It shows you pictures, bombards your mind, shows you vision. You close your eyes and you see this naked girl. He's trying to molest you. He will use your mental state to speak into your mind. He speaks to you. Go and watch it. Smash this girl. He will bombard your mind. He will bombard your mind. 
He will bombard your mind. He will bombard your mind. The enemy will strongly. Huh, it's like an inner pressure. He will feel uneasy in your soul because he's trying to molest you. He's trying to force you. He can't force you to do it, but he's pushing you to do it. And you must stand strong and say no to him. You will do that all through your mind. Now, demons have access to your ears and your mind and your eyes. Listen, remember what I just said. This is as basic as I make it go. I'm trying to make this practically simple. Your mind is like a suggestion box. That spirit drop their desires in there. Digest this. Your mind is like a suggestion box. Where spirits drop their desires in there. So this mind is a suggestion box for spirits. Whether Holy Spirit or any foul spirit. They drop their desires in there. In the realm of the spirit, this is very hard, but it's like you're a puppet. I assure you, that's how you are. You are a puppet between two worlds, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Bible says, whosoever you yield yourself, masters, whosoever you yield yourself, there to you become servants thereof. So you must yield yourself to something. Don't be like, oh, me, I don't serve anything. You are lying. It's like you serve God or you serve the devil. You can't serve yourself. So the, de so the demons will give you thoughts. They'll speak to your mind. Molestation. They'll bombard you the whole day. You feel uneasy in your soul. You feel like watching porn. You feel like smashing. It's eating you up. You are shaking. You are Some of you, put your, you vibrate because he's trying to molest you. How do, I How do I overcome those thoughts? Number one, speak. Your words are potent than your thoughts. Your words are potent than your thoughts. When you hear those evil counsel, go and watch porn, go and smash. You feel the desire. You have to speak. You have to speak. At first, I used to think that, oh, when I fall into sin, it's because my body, no, it started from the mind. There was a drop. What the enemy do that? What the enemy is going to do is that it's like, there's, let's say if there was a thought train, you are, you are thinking some thoughts. What the enemy, the, let's say your, your thoughts is like a train, right? It's like a train. What the enemy will do is that as you know that oh, you are thinking a lot, he's going to just drop one thought and add it to your thoughts. You are there and you are thinking together and then you think of something, something nasty, something sexual. It's not your thoughts. It's not yours. The enemy cannot and subtly drop that thought in there. So we think that's your thought. It's never your thought. Even if it is, cast it down. So speak. The enemy is bombarding your mind. Speak. He says, go and watch it. See, no. You must rebel against the enemy. Your mind is saying, go and watch. To call this girl. Let her come over. So you get some whatever you want to do with it. See, no. You must rebel. So this week, you pick up a thought that I need some help. You must rebel against that thought. You must rebel. 
you must what? Rebel. You must what? Rebel. How do I rebel? I rebel by speaking. If you have those, you have any thought that is sexual and mundane, you must reply it. How do you reply? Thoughts that are being injected in your mind by speaking. You speak the opposite of it. You tell them no. You say to yourself no. If it means you have to shout, shout and say no. But if you are silent, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts. So as soon as you pick, you pick up that thought, you must cast that imagination, thoughts down through the instrumentalities of the world. I picked up an evil thought, a sexual thought. It's not yours. Let's say it's yours. Cast it down. How do I cast it down? By speaking it. You tell yourself, no, I ain't doing this. You speak to yourself until the thought they die down. Second Corinthians chapter 10, beautiful. Second um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not cannot. They are mighty through God to the pulling down show, casting down imagination. Number one, any sexual imagination, you must cast it down. Any. So you thought about smashing this boy. You want something from this guy. You want to you want to go and watch porn, anything. You must cast it down. If you think it, pull it down. How do I pull it down? By me speaking. I want to smash this girl. You must tell yourself, no, I'm not going to do that. If you think it, then you let the thought slide. It's a seed. And it's enticing you. And, I wanna, and when enticement has been fulfilled, molestation begins. And in molestation, that's even hard because it will be, bomb, it will be bombarding your soul and your mind faculty. And he said, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. So you must, so the warfare of the Christian is in their mind. And how does the warfare go? You see the way boxers throw a punch. That's how the enemy fights. You fight by giving you a thought. Get this graphically. A boxer is fighting. He throws a punch. That's how you, you ought to fight. You throw a punch. When the enemy wants to throw you a punch, he throws you a thought. Go ahead do this. Punch this girl. Watch this ball. And as you yield yourself to it, then your last will be conceived, then sin will be dead for. But if you pick it up and say no, how do I say no? I speak. As I speak, as I speak, I block the words. As I speak, I sorry, as I speak, I block the thoughts. The thought is coming. Yeah, then let me choose a job. Then was this thing? And I speak. I said, no, never. It sounds mad. But that's the way of the spirit. 
You must speak. You must speak. Someone in the let, okay, let me let me not speak. You must speak. You must speak. Sexual immorality is 99% in your mind. 99%. Mind, mind, mind. Fight. Any thought that you know is mundane, that is sexual. Cast it down. You are there. I don't. Hello? Stay there. I'm going to watch and let me, let me, pull, let me, let me, let me release. As soon as you thought that, pull it down. Cast it down. Say no. Never say something. Cast that imagination down. Your words are stronger than your thoughts. Never forget this. When I feel the urge to be immoral, I must speak. So that immoral thought dies down. Keep talking. If you are quiet, your last will be <laughs> conceived. Then you will fall. Listen to this. Just as God has a secret place, the devil also has a secret place. And when you leave the secret place of prayer, you will be enticed into the secret place of compromise, sin, and guilt. Listen, the, the devil is a copycat. You know all this, right? Only thing you can do is copy. Bible says, huh. Bible said, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. It means there is a secret place of the devil too. Now the secret place of the most high is prayer. Waiting on the Lord. You think, you, you think, um, many people think, and we, we are praying for long because it's fun. Who told you? We are doing so we can overcome. Because the moment I know I leave the secret place of God, I'm entering to the secret place of the devil. There is no fence. People think there is fence in life. There is no fence. It's either the God territory or the devil's territory. There is no human territory. Your opinion does not matter. In the, in the game of life, your opinion does not matter. It is the opinion of God or the opinion of the devil. And when you leave the secret place of God, which is the secret place of prayer, you would be enticed into the secret place of compromise, sin, and guilt, which is of the enemy. That's why we pray for long. <clears throat> That's why we pray for long. You think I'm doing too much by praying for long. You don't understand. Next two weeks, prayer marathon. Come. It takes every. <laughs> Listen, it takes energy. And it takes a high level of concentration to walk in the spirit. It takes a high level of concentration and focus and energy to be in the spirit. Listen, it is listen to be cheap is carnal. I'm telling you, to be mundane is carnal because carnality is everywhere. But for you to be a spiritual person and to walk in the spirit, Bible says, walk in the spirit so you won't fulfill the desires of flesh. It takes energy. 
Sometimes you must fast. Sometimes you must pray for long. It's hard work because it takes energy. But you are not willing to do that. A praying man will stop sinning. A sinning man will stop praying. That's why some of you can't pray. Because sin is perpetual in your life. That's why sometimes I subject you all to long prayers. Because the more you begin to pray, sin begins to step aside. But you want to be ideal by not praying. And you expect to overcome sin. You're a joker. Most of us only live in the spirit. But you don't walk in the spirit. How do, you, how do I know you live in the spirit? When you have the Holy Spirit, you live in the spirit. But for you to walk in the spirit, it's consciousness. It's a daily battle. If you don't overcome sexual sin, you will never be strong in the spirit. I'm telling you. If you don't overcome sexual sin, your mind will be dull. You'll miss out on deep possibilities in God. You miss out on the creativity God has given you. You miss it out. Because sexual immorality kills the soul and dampens your mind. It's a battle. I am repeating it. It's a battle. Don't think, oh, you know, for the past three months I've been good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm telling you the enemy will come. There's one of the things I, I subconsciously tell myself. The enemy is coming for me. So I must what? Get my loins. I must prepare myself because you surely come. You surely come. You surely come. You are free from this immoral lifestyle for six months. I assure you, you must get up your loins because the devil will not quit. The devil is not like you. After two months, you are tired. Who told you? Even if, even if you overcome him and it takes you five years to come back, you will surely come back. That's why as a Christian, you must persevere. Bible says persevere. Be persistent. Most of you cannot persevere. You must persevere. It's a daily battle. If you listen, the enemy will allow you to win certain battles. But if he knows that by winning, by letting you win those battles, he can have the war. He will allow you to win those battles. So you must always be ready and be ready to fight. It's a battle. It's a warfare. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not cannon. This is not my thoughts. And you must reject it. The greatest warfare is not World War I or World War II. It is the warfare of the mind. It's the greatest warfare. It's more than World War I and World War II. You see how your mind, you see how your mind go, goes crazy? It's the greatest battle. Someone will ask, someone will ask, oh, but when, the, when, the, when those thoughts come, I cast it out and it's not going. When it comes, when the thoughts come, you feel like watching, watching it. It's like, no, I don't want to watch it. And it's still eating you, it's still bombarding you. It's a sign that you need to fight more. You have to fight. It's like a tug of war. You must keep saying no. And when it comes, you say no. So if you have those thoughts thousand times, you must reply. You must reply those. You, if you have those a day, in a day, if you have a thought of watching porn thousand times, you must reply with your words thousand and one times. It's a battle. You must match the enemy with whatever he throws at you. 
If he throws a long, a long, a long point, you must jab it. An uppercut, you must jab. Anything he throws, you must quench it. Bible says, taking up the shield of it, which we must quench the wiles of the devil. It's called wiles because it is plural. He will keep throwing it, trying to find expression, because the devil doesn't give up. You know, you, you must not give up because the devil doesn't give up. Sexual immorality is potent. So you need to be forceful. Hear me? It is a war. It is a war. You must guide your eyes because the enemy will display immorality to pollute your mind. That's how the devil fights. The devil fights by dropping thoughts in your mind faculty, by showing imaginations and images in your mind for you to think them. And as you think them, you think that those are yours. Then you accept it, then you go and commit the sin. You must fight. Every day, I fight. I battle. Don't think I've gotten it easy. Every day is a battle. Because flesh is flesh. Spirit is spirit. <laughs> Every day you must battle. Every day we battle. Every day. Every day we battle. Every day we battle. And sometimes I intentionally do anything. Sometimes in two days I don't eat. You know why? You think I like to fast. I'm paining down my flesh. Because if my flesh is weak, I don't have the energy to go and fornicate. Or go and watch something. Okay. You, are, you are so hungry that... Have you ever fasted before that? If someone slaps you, you give the other side to them. You are, you are, too, you are too weak to even react. You are too weak to even react. Some of you, you talk too much. There's the prescription for, for talking too much is faster. Fast seven days dry and see whether you talk. I know anybody who talks a lot, I know you don't fast. Here to tell you. If I'm fasting, you think I have energy to come and beef with you. Whatever you say, I'll go like, yes, please, yes, please. Because I don't have energy to even talk. But you, you always eat. Tana, mundane. Think you overcome the enemy. You're a joker. The devil is a thief. And he wants, you, he wants to break through your mind. You must safeguard your mind. Last is perpetually in your system. You must fast 21 days to tame that desire that you want to eat and overcome. I'm from, a, I'm, I'm from the warrior clan. So the things we teach, the way we live our life is rigid. 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 You think you can do everything and overcome. Some of like, what, what do you mean? Okay. That's my blueprint. Do your blueprint. In five years' time, we'll see whose blueprint is working. All right now, let's see whose blueprint is working. And once I speak to you, I spirit and life. So don't think, mm, Holy Spirit. Many of you think that you're in university, just like that. 
by you being a university, the enemy has factored your downfall. He has set up a male, a guy, a female, that damsel, that fine girl. One day you are busy going to lectures, your eyes gaze upon her. And that was the beginning of it, of your downfall. You will fall like lightning. The way Satan fell. Jesus said, I be all Satan. Fall like lightning. That's how some of us, we are falling. But may God help us. From today, you will fall. In Jesus' name. It's a war. And in this war, you must show up and fight. I said before, you must walk in this world with the idea of contact with their contamination. Jesus said, ye are in this world, but you are not of the world. Jesus ate with sinners, but he never sinned. What did I say? Jesus ate with sinners, but he never sinned. Contact with that contamination. They can contact you. He said, my son, Proverbs 1, if sinners entice you, consent not. Contact with that contamination. Segregation is not consecration. It is isolation for the enemy to yoke you. Many people think that, oh, if I go and hide myself, who told you? You can never hide yourself for long because you must always encounter something outside. You encounter that girl. You encounter that boy. You will see something. You're on your phone and you will see a picture, a naked woman. You must encounter it. But the, 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 the idea of a Christian is that you contact the world, but the world will never contaminate you. Every day, you must talk. But you say, oh, you know, I mean, any talks too much. Yes, it's a good trait. Very good. I keep talking. So I gain my victory. To overcome immorality, you must stay in a secret place. Someone said, if you're home, you know, you know, like Corona, right? Like Corona, the lockdown, the three months for three former lockdown. If we're home and you are not praying and seeking God, you know what you're doing? You are sinning. Because if you stop praying, you will start sinning. If you start sinning, you will stop praying. So by, don't, don't think, many people think they're smart. I can use this simple integers to know what you're doing. I really can. I don't need prophetic insight or spiritual air like Elisha to hear what you are doing. But the things you see, I can discern the things you do. Don't be wise. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I'm a youth like you, so I know how it is. <laughs> you know, the beauty about this is I'm a youth, so I know how it is. <laughs> I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't be, you can't deceive us. Discipline and advice cannot overthrow a spirit. Mm. You need the Holy Spirit to overcome sexual spirits. Listen to this. You cannot live the holy life without the Holy Spirit. Hear me, hear me carefully. You want to abstain from immorality. You must know the Holy Ghost. Some of you, you don't know the Holy Ghost. You don't know him. If you don't know him, you can't live the holy life. Forget it. Go and sleep. I said, go, what did I say? Go and sleep. You cannot live the holy life 
without the Holy Spirit. That's why it's called holy. This hard message. So don't think I'm doing too much. When I tell you pray, ask the Holy Spirit to quicken you. Don't think I'm doing too much. Because you, know, you cannot power a holy life without the help of the Holy Spirit. Everything we are doing today, it is centered on the Holy Spirit. Today we will pray a bit. And everything is centered on the, on the help of the Spirit. You want to be delivered. You don't want to walk in immorality again. The Spirit will help you. The Spirit help. It's not what you heard me say. Per se. What you heard me say is good to put in your mind and use it. But the main help comes from the Spirit of God. He said the Spirit help it our infinite. Some of you are not sincere. I don't like people are not sincere. I don't like it. God will never help. God will never, God will not help a man who's not sincere. If you are falling, cry and say, I'm falling. Sexual marriage will eat up your soul. How do you tame? How do you tame sexual appetite? You are there, you feel like doing something. My God, glory to God. Number one, fasting and praying. I know you don't like to pray, but it is what it is. If you want to be delivered, you do it. Fasting and prayers. You know, you fast for things, but we fast to survive. <laughs> you, you only fast when you need something from God, but we fast to survive. You know why? Because when I fast, I, I tear my flesh. I stuff up my spirit. So my spirit can override me. Are you fast when you need, we need God to intervene? After you fast, then you eat. You are mundane. That's why the enemy is always bombarding you. Fasting and prayers. You must deploy spirit power to tame sexual edges and appetite. You must fast. You must pray. Listen, if you cannot fast for long, you cannot overcome sexual immorality. If you cannot abstain from food, forget Forget it. If you can't abstain from food, forget sexual abstinence. Forget it. Forget it. You must have the ability to control your appetite. You can overcome the food appetite. You can never overcome the sex appetite. Some of you don't fast. I know. Don't trip about it. I know. We'll do 14 day fasting. You even show up. Think you are gaining. You are helping your spirit to overcome. How to tame sexual appetites. One of the things, like I said, you need to fast. Fasting 21 days in a year regularly will help you. It's up to you. It's not up to me. It's up to you. Sometimes, number three, how do I tell you must pray for long? 
must spend hours to pray. If you are here, you can't pray two hours straight. I'm just days two hours. I'm being moderate. I was going to say three hours all by yourself. There's a problem with you. Big time problem. Number four, how to tame that sexual appetite. Number four, how to tame down, how to tame down sexual appetite. Holy Number four, how to tame down sexual appetite. Cut off any trigger. You know that this guy, he's mundane. He's a, let me, I want to use this word. You know, this guy, he's a bad boy, but you're still always hanging out with him. Why wouldn't you fall into morality? Cut off every trigger. Some of you, you need to, de- you need to delete. I didn't say deactivate. Delete your social media. Because the people that follow you, the things that come on your explore, it is, it is crazy. Some of you, your exp- you know Instagram, you go on Instagram, the explore section. Everything is naked. Why we need to fall? Because the devil is selling you products through Im- imagery. As you look at it, you last after you last after it, then you begin to crave. You see, you are not tactical. You must, you must be tactical. You think I'm there? And I just delete my Instagram. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom must teach you and direct you. Cut anybody off who is a trigger. That girl, listen, go to your phone. Every six months, I go to my phone. This person is mundane. Start helping my life. I delete their number. Some people, you, you still remain in contact with that's why you are still sinning. If you work with sinners, you, you will become a sinner. If you work with the wives, you become the wives. Whosoever you work with, that's what you become. Your social media, you must delete it and create a new one. And look at stuff that will bless your soul, not that will corrupt your soul. Then your Instagram, there is uh, those models. And those models, they are always naked. Bikini. Some of the bikini is so thin. You can literally see everything. And you're always scrolling at night, 12 a.m., when spirits are wide awake and you sit and you last over it and the spirit in authority pick it up and they begin to bombard you and you are saying you are struggling. Number five. How do I think <laughs> how do I think sexual appetite? You need fire. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 to 3. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 to 3. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 to 3. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soup. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. And he said, and you will have people to bring offerings of righteousness. How, how can those people bring offerings of righteousness? They must be perished with fire. 
I will type a prayer point. Um, someone should type in the comment section. Copy it. Copy. What did I say? Copy the prayer point. You see, I'm giving you my keys. These are the things I pray. You want to go and pray, say, God, I need money. That's your prayer point. This is my prayer point. Oh, Lord, put in the comment section. Copy it, write it. Let it be your daily prayer. Let it be like the way you thank God every day. Pray it every day for the rest of your life. What did I say? It's a battle, everyday battle. This is a prayer point. Oh, Lord, I have come to your refiner's fire. As I pray, I present my last. I present my fornication. I present my sexual immorality. Let your holy fire burn every last in me. You said the prince of this one cometh, but he has nothing in me. Father, oh God, as I pray, purify me from purify me with the refiner's fire and fuller soap. In the name of Jesus, that's the prayer point I pray every day. If you like, don't pray it. You will see. What did I say? Lord, purify my lust, my sexual tendencies, fornication, idolatry, immorality, my masturbation, my pornography. Lord, I apply your fire. Let your refiner's fire, let your holy fire burn every last in me. Now, most of you pray and pray for outward, but understand that the first thing you need to do when you are praying is pray and deal with things on your inside. Let's go to that scripture. The scripture is John 14, 30. Let's go there. John 14, 30. John chapter 14 verse 30. John chapter 14 verse 30, 30, 30. John 14, 30. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded. Come the, prin the prince of this world is coming but he has no hold in me. Remove that word hold and put my last. Because the only way the enemy can come and get you and submerge you and molest you is that when he has, when he finds last in you. So how do you deal with it? You go to the, as you pray, the way I'm praying, you pray like that. Holy Spirit. The way the way I'm praying, pray like that. Father, I come to your refiner's fire. As I have come, I admit it. You see, you people are not sincere. Some of us, we are so fake that even when we go to God, we are faking. If you can't be real with God, who can you be real with? I'm not there. I won't judge you. Is God going to judge you? <sighs> My generation. Father, 
I have come to a refiner's fire. Um, this is the price I pray every day. You pray something different. We are bringing a different economy. Father, as I come to a refiner's fire, I present my image, my pornography, my masturbation, sexual tendencies, adultery, whatever it is. Let your refiner's fire purify it and burn it. Purify me from every last I have in me, every last embedded in me, every fornication embedded in me, every masturbation embedded in me, anything that you know that is sexually, sexual, that is sexual inward, that is eating you and that you know is a problem for you. Father, I bring it to you. Lord, help me. I apply your refiner's fire and fuller soap. Let your holy fire burn it. Because the, the way the enemy fights you is that whatever is in you, he connects to that and fights you. He said the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. So if the devil comes and he finds lust in you, he will use it to destroy you. And that's the problem. If he comes and he finds nothing in you, he will go away. Because he's looking for compatibility. What is compatible that I can use to destroy him? What can match my ass now? It's like a match. Uno can't. Match, match. So he's holding Uno red. I need to, what is he use Uno red? Match. Then he can fight you on those lanes. But as you begin to pray those prayers and faithful and battling and battling and casting down imagination, it will come a point that everything that is last when you will burn out. When you get baptized with fire, immorality will stop. The fire of God will burn those appetites. It will re-engineer your inner man. When the fire, listen to this, when the fire of the Holy Ghost comes, or when you go through the fire, the only thing that comes out is what the Holy Ghost wants. So you have asked God willingly. You know, the Bible says if you are willing, 